I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We're recording. We're recording. Woohoo, we're back. Yay. <laughs> Welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. Where two black ass girls invade the whitest show on earth. The, the Bachelor. Bachelor. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And we have a very special guest who will be joining us. Mm-hmm, a little later. A little later. Lauren G. Mm-hmm. Very excited to have her on the podcast. I'm excited just to pick her brain. Yeah. As someone who was there very briefly on mm-hmm. our season and also very briefly on Bachelor Winter Games. Mm-hmm. So she's not fully indoctrinated into this <laughs> ABC Bachelor, uh, like, world. Right. Uh, she's not as loyal. Not as loyal, mm-hmm. right. So I feel like it's even better. We might get some good stuff out of her. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm interested because she's probably just, she did a lot of observing, I'm sure. Yes. Or because she wasn't there so long, mm-hmm. her memories are more cemented into her head. Yeah, you know what I mean? true. So that should be really interesting. That's that coming be. up. Mm-hmm. But first, we do have some church announcements. Yay, church! Whip out your program. Let's go. So, firstly, as always, please rate, review, and subscribe. If you're listening to us every week, we really appreciate it. Or if this is your first episode, su- subscribe. We're funny. If you're trying to recommend us to a friend and they don't have iTunes or Google Play or whatever, just Google us. <laughs> Google yeah. Two Black Girls, One Rose, and we come up on a whole bunch of random podcast apps. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that we were on. I know. But if you Google the podcast, we come up. You can find us on one of these m- many podcast platforms yeah. that exist, apparently. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Also, thank you for all of your support. Yes! We're over 25,000 downloads. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous. Yep, it's crazy. <laughs> we never, ever, ever <laughs> thought that that would ever happen mm-hmm. with starting this podcast. So we are eternally grateful to you guys thank you so much Mm -hmm. and we have over 100 five star ratings on itunes we're up to 114 today i saw so exciting which is so cool thanks guys rating that five star yeah i love it Mm -hmm. and we have two one stars so Mm. yeah who them fuck niggas out there What's that shady business? I know we are not giving one star content. Absolutely not. So y'all better hit that five star. Don't be playing with me. <laughs> but thanks to yeah, everybody else. Thanks, guys. 
Um, and we have some email shout-outs to do this week. Mm-hmm. Um, also, frequently, a frequent request in the emails is seeing who's who, or hearing who's who, I should right. say. We get a lot of that. So this is Justine talking, okay? That's how I say talking. <laughs> I say coffee. I say, what else do I say? Water. Yeah. Right? This is Justine. Justine has right? the, the thicker, randomly New York accent. Justine sounds like Fran Drescher. Okay? <laughs> That's me. And I'm Natasha. I'm the one that kind of guides us through the episode. Like, yeah. Through, through the, the episode. Yeah. Um, I don't really know what my voice sounds like. You it's know, just... you sound like you are a real educated newscaster. Oh, thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Appreciate you. Until I get real, until Ari <laughs> fucks up my whole life, and then I get real into it. But, um, um, so yeah, that's us. That's us. Okay, back to the emails. So, shout out to everybody who sent us an email this week. Thanks, guys. We have Thule, Rita, Eliza, um, Hannah, and Kira. So, thank you guys for sending us an email and giving us love. We yes. really appreciate it. Shout and also, out. big thank you to Katie over at Bachelor Statistics. We forgot her shout-out on the podcast last week, so we just want to make sure to shout you out. Yes. You're giving us a lot of great critique. Yes. So thank you. Thanks, Katie. Y'all know what time it is. Oh. Time for the Peter and Eric update. <laughs> <laughs> it's been two weeks, right? Oh. Oh my gosh. Um, I'll go first. Yeah. Peter ain't up to shit. Okay. He's still doing, you know, boot camps and whatnot. Um, He's coming up a lot in the media because a lot of the girls from Ari's season are now revealing that they applied for the show (laughs) thinking it was Peter, which we all knew, Mm -hmm. but it's now being confirmed over and over by, like, each interview that a girl girl. does, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they're confirming that Ari was not on their radar whatsoever. So there's that. Wow. Um, Peter's also coming up a lot in the media um, because of that horrendous finale where <laughs> Ari got down on one knee and proposed yeah. when he clearly had no business proposing to anybody. Mm-hmm. And so people are bringing up the fact that, you know, Peter was the anti-engagement guy, like anti-establishment person when really he's not that crazy. No. <laughs> he's really not that crazy. Probably none of these people should be getting engaged at the end of a 10-week show or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And so with how ridiculous Ari ended his season, season it's, it's you know, the media now is like recollecting Peter and, mm. you know, maybe Peter wasn't so crazy when he wasn't trying to get forced into this engagement. Absolutely not. And, you know, maybe if the Bachelor franchise wasn't so tied to it having to end an yeah. engagement, we could have had a Peter. Yeah. And Ari maybe wouldn't have gotten down on one knee to Becca and felt yeah. that pressure, whatever the fuck he was talking about. <laughs> so, interesting. Mm-hmm. I always said I appreciate that about about Peter, that he was a realist in this crazy Bachelor world. That yeah. makes no sense. But he didn't last because he he didn't adhere to the establishment. Right. And the the rules, apparently, that you're supposed to get down on one knee. Um, and maybe if that wasn't a rule, Ari would, you know, not have ended things so tragically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put it that way. That's it for Peter. Okay. Um, so, Eric. Eric. My boo. It's his 30th birthday this oh, week. Oh, the Oh, nice. Exciting. You know, his beard is flourishing. He's eating vegetables, you know, <laughs> doing cardio. Nice. He's out here. Yes. But 
the best part about his 30th birthday was by far the all-denim party that he had. I <laughs> will not, I cannot, I shall not, I shan't not. Not an all-white party. No. An all-denim party. party. You know what's actually worse is denim and diamonds is actually the worst you can get. What is that? You've never been to one of those, girl? No, 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 oh, that is. girl, that's a messy event. Denim, when it's and, denim di- and diamonds, you know. Someone's gonna get stabbed. You know. That sounds good. That reminds me of like Henny Palooza. Yes! <laughs> that's what that sounds like. Yes! I cannot. Very I, I do similar. not frequent these establishments <laughs> or events because I can't. Wow. But he was looking cute in his Canadian tuxedo. Oh my god. You know, looking real cute, whatever. But if denim is the theme. Mm-hmm. You know, usually as the birthday person, you're supposed to show out. Your outfit's supposed to be yeah. extra. But if you're wearing a regular Canadian tuxedo, whatever they call it, yeah, all the guys in the party are wearing the same damn thing. How can he show out in his birthday outfit as the birthday boy? You know, he's not about that. You know, he's about peace and love and miracle season. That's true. And he's not about, you know, standing out looking crazy. Speaking of, you've been seeing him, I've been seeing him, mm-hmm. quite a bit with his real friends and not okay. surrounded by these bachelor people and these bachelor nation and PR and all the rest of this. Interesting. Yeah. A lot more down to earth. Like his regular folks. Mm-hmm. His friends before all of this yep. who are his actual friends. <laughs> yep. I don't know if they were out for his birthday like mm-hmm. they flew out there or something but I really like seeing him with his like genuine friends. It's really oh, nice. cool. Yeah. yeah. And his podcast is still out here you know. Um, and he's eating a lot of like normal foods. I see him getting waff- chicken and waffles oh. and like some good, some good food. Some good food. Mm, good eating. Good. My boozy and good, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Major eye roll from the touch. <laughs> I can't. Oh, that's it for Eric. Okay. Yeah. And other bachelor news. Um, Ashley I and Kevin the Canadian have broken up. When? It's been less than a month. (laughs) (laughs) Well, less than a month since the end of... Since they won the Bachelor Since they left Winter Games. Oh my god. And apparently the distance. She's in LA. Oh. And he's in Toronto, I believe. That's not that far. Which is not that far. (laughs) Well, actually, no. Toronto is more East Coast. No, it's far. Oh, okay. Vancouver is the one that's uh, right. West Coast, so Toronto's yeah. over by us. Oh, okay. So it's a little bit of a distance. Okay, yeah. Um, and so the distance, um, that's all they've pretty much said for now. Apparently she's going to go into it on her podcast, which I just don't care enough yeah, to listen. Yeah, I don't so. care at all. But <laughs> Somebody sent me a tweet about it. Yeah, yeah. That. I guess let us know. Yeah, but they were cute while they lasted. Yeah, definitely. Mm, yep. <laughs> Um, so that's it for Bachelor News. Yep. So before we get into this interview with the lovely Lauren G, mm-hmm. we did want to just kind of tie up the end of Ari's season. Mm-hmm. The finale, you know, we went into a little recap with CN's interview, but mm-hmm. I think a few people tweeted at us that they wanted to hear like our thoughts on certain things. So yeah. We're just going to do, you know, a quick little tie-up of the finale and also give our thoughts on Becca as the Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So, from CN's interview and us dissecting, like, that after the final rose yes. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, my major takeaways, because we could talk about this all day, all but day. we ain't got time for this. <laughs> so, my major takeaways... First, I was struck by when CN said that she predicted that he would change his mind. Yeah. 
And this is even before, you know, the ending. This mm-hmm. is when she said she left from Tuscany, went home. Yeah. And just, like, had a random conversation with her mom her saying mom. that she thinks he's going to change his mind. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. <laughs> That these girls were noticing these signs already that yeah. this dude wasn't shit and that he did not know what he wanted. And like you said, or like you said throughout the season, mm-hmm. you spend maybe the equivalent of two hours with him. Maybe. So the fact <laughs> that she knew that from then. From that little bit of time. <sighs> like, Gross. trash. So what was he doing here? Right. What rate? Because even when you look at his final two, mm-hmm. Becca and Lauren, both very different humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, clearly, that's just evident. He had no idea what he wanted. No clue. Like, what he wants. He has no idea what he needs. Yeah. Like, he doesn't no. know him. I don't think he has enough self-awareness of Mm-mm. himself to realize what type of girl he needs. That's how he ends up with a Becca and a Lauren, who are completely different people. Yeah. And then he picks one and then flops to the other, because he don't right. know what he wants. And fell in love with both. Fell in like, love with what? both, allegedly. Like... <laughs> Just wild. So that that to me was interesting that she really she picked up on that yeah. from jump, which means she's probably not the only girl. Oh yeah, no, definitely. It's probably a few of them who had little comments like this nigga don't know what he wants. Kendall's twin. We're all Kylie. Kylie. Kylie her crystal ball. <laughs> yep. She was the vibes. Some type of mess. She already saw the future. <laughs> she did. And knew the shit wasn't gonna end well. So that yeah that that struck a chord with me, and then. The other thing that also struck me, um, we talked a bit about Lauren B when she came out on after the final rose yes. and was out on the couch and they asked her like, you know, you know, how did you think of how Ari handled it mm-hmm. and handled the you know breakup or whatever, and this girl just sat there and was like, I think he handled it amazingly. Mm-hmm. He couldn't have done it any better. And all of America was looking at each other like, what is this girl saying? <laughs> but. She drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah, she did. She guzzled. didn't guzzle down that Kool-Aid. She did not see the actual footage. Yeah. So she was basing that comment on the couch based on what Ari has been telling her. Mm-hmm. Or how Ari oh. gave his side of how it went down. Oh my god. Which is just really disgusting. Yeah. And, I mean, that's Ari's masterful manipulation of this girl. That's what I wrote <laughs> down. It's the definition of gaslighting someone. The definition of gaslighting and manipulation. Mm -hmm. This girl is sitting here being fed foolishness from this dude. Mm -hmm. Hasn't even seen the actual footage of how the breakdown of the the breakup. And is out here on the couch looking nuts. All of America was like, is she for real? (laughs) But it wasn't until CN pointed out she didn't see the footage. And I was like, you're right. She did say Mm -hmm. she didn't see the footage. That was just disgusting. Horrible. Um, so yeah, those are yours. Those are my takeaways. So my main takeaways were that Peter definitely could have changed the game for this whole franchise. Could have changed the game. He really could have and really could have made it more realistic and really a show about love and not this show about competition. Yeah. Because it's more about competition than anything, like Mm. between the girls and Mm -hmm. with the guy and his, you know, tugging at his heartstrings. Mm -hmm. And he really could have made it about falling in love the right way. Which would have been so dope. An actual real way. Mm -hmm. But this show is so wrapped up in fantasy like yeah. that is the core of the show yes is to, pro- is to produce this kind of unrealistic fantasy mm-hmm. view of love and romance and falling in love when none of this is real no none of it but what would have been exciting because peter is unreal looking i mean 
So it's not like Peter's some everyday dude. Ari's an everyday ass dude. dude. Right. So I didn't get lost in that same fantasy the same way because mm. he's not cute. No. Yeah. So whatever. And then um, I really now, after listening back to the interview, is really seeing Lauren be more uh, equivalent to like the Evelyn Lozada of this franchise because <laughs> my girl has been engaged to a hockey player uh-huh. and now she's with a race car driver. Oh. She was also seen at said race car driver's event and took a picture with him. Yeah. So my girl is a groupie. Ooh. Oh, yeah. She's a groupie. She's a little bit of a little, but she all over the sports arena. Yep. Like all different. Some girls stick to one sport. Exactly. She like Evelyn. Went through three different franchises. Hello. Oh, she did? Yep. She went to NBA, MLB, and then. She had Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco, the NFL. NFL. <gasps> So Lauren B is the Evelyn Lozada. Lauren B is out here. She want a baller. She want a baller. But not even a baller. No. A NASCAR driver. driver. <laughs> wow. Alright, we see you, um, uh, Lauren B. Out here, out here at the games with your, you know, mascara. Wow. <laughs> and your lip gloss. Some girls are really about that life. I know, isn't that something? Really about that uh athlete life. I was a friend with some of them in college and it was very bizarre. Uh, yeah. It's a type of girl. It is. I no, it like. is. Mm-hmm. That not just not if you just happen to fall for athletic yeah, if you like an athletic guy, or right? Whatever. But there are yeah. girls who like this is their type and they yes. go after that. Mm-hmm. That's bizarre. And their type is just basketball team, tennis team, yeah, like just team member yeah. of a sport of a given sport. Yeah, interesting. And that that was her deal. You know these MAGA sports. Yeah, <laughs> out <Yeah>. here. <laughs> She went from hockey to race car. Yeah. Lord, she could have them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad at her. I can truly have those guys. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So what do you think about Becca being the bachelorette? I have very conflicting feelings. As do I. So once she got announced and everything like that, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. let her get her shot mm-hmm. of love, whatever. Um, I wasn't, I was happy to see her over Tia. Yes. For instance, or over Kendall. I was not into a Kendall season. Some people are like, oh, go Kendall. I I was not into a Kendall season. I feel like it would be boring. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was happy in that respect that it was her and I'd rather watch her than these other girls. Yeah. But very conflicted. So first of all, she just went through a devastating engagement breakup. Mm Mm-hmm. Is she ready? I mean, I know she out here saying she's ready, claiming to be ready, yeah. but like, th- I mean, to jump from one show. Yes. She was just on a full-fledged show and the whole aftermath and now to have like a moment of pause and now jump into <laughs> another show mm-hmm. where now you're going to be the center. Like, I just feel like emotionally that's, she's never getting a break to sit with herself, process, In reflect. Yeah. yeah, she's really just jumped from platform to platform mm-hmm. and is just r- completely wrapped up in this whole hoopla. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, she's saying she's ready. I mean, she, I mean, Ari don't seem like the type that's too hard to get over. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't shit anyway, so. But, I don't know, I'm just kind of eh, on the fence about that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I wish she would kind of take some time for herself to get yeah. her, Me too. her mind right. Um, second reason I was conflicted is, like, the ABC Bachelor producers have screwed this girl over. Yeah. 
Yep. First, they brought Ross. Oh, yeah. Her old, dusty, <laughs> fuck nigga of a seven-year boyfriend who was a nightmare. He was. He was a nightmare. Mm-hmm. You could tell he put her through a nightmare. Mm-hmm. And the producers flew this guy over here yep. for the f- for ratings. Yeah. They don't it. know the actual history. Mm-hmm. They don't know what went really down for seven years. That or shit could have been really messy and psychologically yes. fucked. Like, we don't know where her head is at right. in relation to Ross. Yes. So they kind of, like, you know, surprised her when mm-hmm. he opened up the door and the camera was there. For them, it's a show. For her, that could have been really emotionally... Yes. Physically triggering. Triggering, exactly. Yeah. And so they brought that mess into her life on the show. Um, and then they filmed this disgusting ba- breakup. <laughs> like, girl, they've yeah. been making a mockery of your life. They've just been playing you. Playing you all the way yeah. out. And these are the people you want to trust now to build a season around you mm. and pick guys for you. And I don't know. That just, I wouldn't. I personally would not be able to trust these executives and producers no. with my life Mm-mm. and do another show with them. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. to see her just like... Oh, just quickly get over and forget that they fucked her over twice. (laughs) It's wild. Yeah. Wild. And then I was reading an article about when Jason Mesnick broke up with Melissa and went to Molly. Mm -hmm. They asked Melissa if she wanted to be Bachelorette. She said, absolutely not. Yeah. I'm done with all of you. I'm done with all of of this. My whole life was just made a mockery on national television. Like, I need to get out of this. So for Becca to just be wrapped right back up with these people, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's weird to me. I cannot. I would never be able to trust. No. And not even the camera guy. No. Who might? None of these people ever again. No. Because y'all maybe look stupid twice. Yeah. So that's that's that piece. Mm-hmm. And then. Of course, I would much rather see a person of color. Obviously. I mean, there were so many <laughs> to choose from. So many to choose from, from this season particular. Yeah. As sweet of a girl as Becca is, and, you know, yes, she seems like nice. a good-hearted person. Yes. She has, a you know, a thick story with yeah. her backstory with her dad, and, yeah. like, she definitely is deserving of love. I'm not, oh, yeah, absolutely. not denying that. I'm just tired of watching these white girls fall in love. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. plain and simple. Mm-hmm. We've watched it for, was this season 14 now of The Bachelorette? We've watched a whole bunch of white love stories with The Bachelor. The Bachelor. Yeah. I'm over that story. Yeah. We've seen it time and time again, not even just on The Bachelor, but throughout all of media. Yeah. Of beautiful white women finding yep. their Prince Charming mm-hmm. and getting their whole fairy tale. Can we show other people out here with getting a journey towards love? Something. Anything. <laughs> Any race, any, anything, anything different than just the pretty Midwestern white girl. We've seen this story. It's played out. We get it. Do something different, Bachelor franchise. It's 2018. We just had Barack Obama as president for eight years. It's a different landscape of a world. By, what did they say, by 2030, it's about to be a a black and brown majority. We're about to be all brown. And y'all still out here (laughs) shucking with this white narrative, (laughs) this very, very white narrative Uh, of white love, and don't even give us any chance at um, having a person of color, you know, showcase on the show. So I'm like, all right, gotta watch another another episode, another season of this. Another season. And another, you know, hoping and praying that one of the black guys on there does... Makes it to the top something and has yeah. a chance. And has a chance. The chances are that ain't going to happen. So. Yeah, probably not. Just more of the same. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how I see it. Pretty much. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Okay, 
So my thoughts mirror yours. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this girl is ready to fall in love. I don't know why. Well, I do know why they're giving her the chance because if she said yes to this opportunity, they almost kind of have to because they screwed her over so badly. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they kind of owe it to her to find, to rewrite her story. Yeah, I guess. She very easily could have rewritten her story herself, just like Melissa did. Yes, girls. <laughs> Melissa got real famous. Mm. She was out here working. She was mm. on Dancing with the Stars. She was on Good Morning America. She was hosting. She was in this, that, the third. And now with Instagram, you can do whatever you want. And I think Melissa's married now. And she's married now. So it's yep. like, you don't have to just date on The Bachelor. No. <laughs> you can find <laughs> people in real life. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. she was dating somebody else by the time she was at the end of Dancing with the Stars. Uh-huh. She was dating somebody. Wow. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, so, Becca, you could have. Um, but what I am excited for this season is that mm-hmm. I feel like, especially from the guys' um, entrances, I do feel like this is going to be an Ari bashing season. Ugh, I'm tired of it, though. I'm tired of it, but it's cool to see men who are not for Ari's behavior. Because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of men just side with men, mm-hmm. and they justify each other's behavior no matter what they do. Mm-hmm. And I'm sick of that narrative as well. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited to see what kind of guys Becca likes. As well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That should be cool. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Yeah. I'm interested to see what guys they have mm-hmm. in store. They they definitely did way better uh, casting with Ari season. Yeah. These that's girls true. Great. So maybe they got a new director of casting maybe. operations yeah. in there. And they finally picked some more quality people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah. That should be good. Yeah. We did see five guys. Five of them, yeah. We did see her first five. Um, we can go through them quickly. Yeah, Thoughts. sure. So, the first guy was a black guy. Aw, Lincoln. Lincoln! Who I think was, like, a fan favorite. Definitely. I think everyone loved him. Social media favorite. Yeah. 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 He was a sure. cutie. Very he had an interesting accent that neither one of us could place. We couldn't. <laughs> if anyone's out there who's from where Lincoln's from, yeah. where are you from? It was like <laughs> British, but not. But not. It was like, I said to you, it's like he was raised in Britain for up until he was like 14. Yeah. <laughs> and then moved over to the States. Yeah. So he has this very muffled And maybe accent. he has a lisp. Oh, on maybe a little it. speech impediment on top of it. <laughs> yeah, it was something. bizarre. I would love to know where he's from. Yeah, it was really interesting. Never heard that British accent before. No. Uh-uh. Next was Chase, um, who not my cup of tea. Me either. He looked like a cockatoo with that hair. <laughs> that hair was terrible. <laughs> he looked crazy. Not not good hair. Ugh. Yeah, I don't really have much to say there. Yeah. No. Or his teeth were white. That's fine. Yeah. Another brother. <laughs> Disappointed. I did did the deep black side. Yeah. Darius. So Darius came out off rip just all the way incorrect. Yeah. No. Mm -hmm. He was going immediately for like the objectifying her. Kept Mm -hmm. saying over and over, oh, you look good. Not even like you're so beautiful Mm -hmm. and say it once and be done. Nope. He kept scanning her up and down and you look so this and look so that. And Mm -hmm. it's like, we get it, Darius. Yeah. Could we stop the objectification for like a millisecond? Right. Say your little spiel and keep going mm-hmm. so he pissed me off with that already yeah me too mm-hmm. it, it gave me demario vibes i was just about to say right it gave me demario josiah vibes Ooh. they come with that whack shit and yeah. nobody wants to hear that no 
Because everybody's heard it already. Everybody's heard that line. They're the same guys on the street that are like, oh, you look so sad. Smile. Ayo, ma. Ayo, ma. Oh, <laughs> Why you look mad? Smile. They are that guy. <laughs> Darius is in it. that same boat. Yeah. I immediately was over it. Next was the banjo dude. Oh, yeah, Brian. Brian. The banjo. I like him in theory. Yeah. I like the concept. Uh-huh. I like his jacket. It was like yeah, real different. A little floral kind of jacket. Mm-hmm. The banjo. He's like quirky. Yep. Um, but mm, I, was, <laughs> I was watching it with y'all. I was like, I like the concept, but he's giving me like fratty bro vibes underneath it. Yeah. Like, yeah. this is his new little persona that he's trying. For the show. For yes. the show. But you were really president of the betas. Like... <laughs> and recently, because he looks pretty young. He looks fairly young. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I didn't trust him all the way. Mm-hmm. Not into it. And then the last guy... My favorite! <laughs> Go ahead, <man. laughs> Blake. Blake! Mm-mm. He came out with a horse. A with whole entire horse. Hopefully tranquilized. Because yeah, poor horse had to be in the middle of the audience. That was terrible. Ugh. Mm-mm. So I wish he did this in his actual limo entrance. Right. But I still love it. the ABC it. studio. Yeah. I like the horse. Yeah. Bradley, I'll take the horse. Blake, he can go. <laughs> Wasn't into it. Not memorable. I don't even know anything about him. Yeah, I just remember he was, like, really happy to see her. He was ecstatic. They all are. But, like, you know, in, like, a different way. I don't know. Happy to see her. Happy that they're on TV and they're getting to meet her first. Yeah. There's lights, cameras, action everywhere. Like, that's Mm -hmm. where that hype is from. Because wasn't Dean one of these ones who got to meet Rachel Dean was one of them. Yeah. Mario was one of them, too. Oh God! All the famous ones. All the yeah, Dean Demar. I don't remember who else was there, but yep. Yeah. So we'll be looking out for these five. Yep. <laughs> Our season. Um, but yeah, that's that's that. Just wanted to completely dead bury. Yep. <laughs> Ari's finale. Done. Um, and just move right along into an interview with Lauren B, where we will talk more about our season. Lauren G. Lauren G. Lauren G. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Lord, it's been a long day. It has. All right, let's get into the interview. Let's do it, guys. Welcome to Three Black Girls, One Rose. Where three black-ass girls invade the whitest show on earth, <laughs> The, the Bachelor. Bachelor. I'm Natasha. I'm Justine. And I'm Lauren <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I was like, damn, she go somewhere? <laughs> Scared her off already? <laughs> no. I'm here. Sorry, I haven't, you know, been practicing like you guys. So I was just taking her too off. <laughs> oh, no worries. We're very excited, everybody. We have Lauren G. in the house. Mm-hmm. By in the house, we mean me and Justine are sitting at our regular dining table. Yep. And Lauren G. is on the phone between us. <laughs> Um, but we're very yes, excited. I am. <laughs> we're very excited to to interview Lauren. Just as a reminder to everyone, she is the twenty. You're twenty six or twenty seven. Get this right. I'm twenty seven. I turned twenty seven in January. Okay. Oh. Lauren is twenty seven years old. Um, executive recruiter, originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. She unfortunately. Or actually, fortunately. No, fortunately, <laughs> definitely. Fortunately. Um, eliminated during week two of The Bachelor. And then she was on Bachelor Winter Games. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, the week one of Bachelor Winter Games. 
would oh, love okay. to see yes. more of her on Bachelor Winter Games. We did, um, but unfortunately not. But we're going to yeah. dig into her perspective, because even though she wasn't there that long, I know she has an experience to share. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were saying earlier that she's not really as indoctrinated into this mm-hmm. <laughs> Bachelor I don't even know what this is. Yeah. Machine. Exactly. So, I'm, Lauren, we're definitely interested to hear your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I have lots to say, lots to share. So, fire away, guys. All right. So, Lauren, where are you calling us from? I'm actually home in L.A. Um, I live in the Valley um, of Los Angeles, so I just got off work, and I'm sitting in my living room. Nice. Okay, you guys. So, yeah. <laughs> and gloomy California today. The sun is not shining today. What? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm gosh. sure it's doing much better things than it is over here in New York, so. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. But New York is a beautiful city as well, so. Yeah. It's not bad, yeah. Yeah, it's, it does the job. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did you end up in LA from Indianapolis, right? Yeah, well, um, I have my degree in broadcast journalism and of course merchandising, as you all may know. So I pursued that, graduated, moved to my hometown of Indy for a year, um, and then I was in a relationship. Um, since we're talking about love and a love show, but I was mm-hmm. in a relationship, and it, you know, it just became toxic. It, it wasn't ideal for me. I felt like I lost my best self and I lost my independence. So, you know, I took that opportunity to move to somewhere I always wanted to be. I packed in my bags in August and I was gone in October. So I moved here in October of 2014 and I've been here ever since. Oh, wow. That's an interesting story. Yeah. How have you been watching uh, this season and how did you watch... How did you watch Ari's season and then Winter Games as well? Are you watching with friends? Are you going to watch parties? Like, how have you been, you know, seeing all of this? Um, well, the first um, episode I had a watch party. I had friends come over and, you know, we all sat and watched together, uh, which was really fun. It was funny, though, because we got all excited to see me and I, you know, really wasn't there, but it was fun. It was fun <laughs> to watch and to see. So I have friends over and, you know, have drinks and food, but... Other than that, I pretty much, you know, will go to a friend's house after work or something like that. But basically just me. Just recently, I actually just watched the finale. Um, you know, everyone knew about it and everyone knew what was going on. So I just actually watched it in full length um, yesterday. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Good. So it's fresh so in your mind. fresh in your mind. Oh, great. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so before we get into that juiciness... Um, we just want to know what your relationship is to the franchise as a whole, um, and if you've been watching any seasons prior to this one. No, um, that's so funny as well, because, so, and I know this may answer questions early on, but I had never watched The Bachelor before I was reached out to, um, about the show, surprisingly. Um, so when I was reached out to, which is, which is originally season 21, next season, I said, let me take some time in between since it didn't work out that time to maybe watch an episode or two. So that was actually Rachel's season that was airing in between that time. So that was the first season of The Bachelor I'd ever watched, um, was Rachel's season. So, yeah, that was all I got. I'd never seen a full season of an actual no, you know, perspective of being a bachelor and seeing the girls. I had to YouTube it out. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, wait, so just to backtrack a little. So you said, um, in terms of your process of applying for the show, you were originally, you were reached out to um, in relation to Nick's season originally? Right. So um, I don't know what year or what time frame this falls under, but I was at work in my office in West LA, and a colleague of mine came up to me, and she, you know, randomly started asking me about this show. And, again, I hadn't seen her, and I'd never tuned in, and my friends really watched. So I'm thinking, 
you know, The Bachelor, you know, what is this? And she's telling me about her friend and how she's looking to cast people and basically would I be interested in doing the show. And so, of course, like I said, my degree is in broadcast journalism. I'm in L.A. Why not? Let's see where it can go. And so I submitted. I sent all the pictures and things like they asked. And it let me know um, that it was too late, that they had reached out to me a little bit too late and that they would follow up. And so I thought nothing of it. I moved on. And crazy enough, next season they reached out to me, which happened to be Ari, asking if I was still single. So, yeah. Oh, wow. wow. So you originally were lined up or originally submitted for next season. They closed the casting, and then they reached back out to you for Ari. Interesting. Exactly. Well, we didn't know it was Ari until about six days before, but oh. <laughs> Ari, yeah. I had heard that before, that yeah. none, of the, none of you ladies knew it was going to be him until very, very close up to the season. When they reached back out to you for Ari's season, did you have to go through a whole casting process all over again, or what was that like? Um, well, so basically, like I said, what I had to do was go and meet. I didn't have to do an audition video or an audition tape or anything like that. Um, I just, since I'm here in L.A., I just went into the office and met with a couple of producers, and that was kind of it. You know, I did have to send over my pictures and everything again, but... Yeah, I heard you guys kind of talking about that a little before. I unfortunately hadn't heard other girls' stories, girls like myself, I just say stories of how they were casted, but it seems like a little bit of a trend there. So I, it just kind of fell into my lap, you know, to put it all in a nutshell. And mm-hmm. I didn't want the opportunity to pass, and it's got me here. So That's I don't true. know, it could be good or bad, that it just kind of fell into my lap. It's an opportunity being a black woman, but mm-hmm. I don't know, what do you guys think? I mean, if the opportunity presents itself, why oh, not? Yeah. If somebody knocked on my door and said, we're yeah. casting for The Bachelor, let's go. Mm-hmm. I said, okay, it's a cool experience. Yeah. And I'm single. Right. right. There's still that possibility. So <laughs> um, definitely don't fault you there. Um, I'm interested, though. And in, so your process, because you had a friend that kind of like reached out to you um, or a coworker, Like a friend of a friend. Friend of a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you didn't have to submit an audition tape. You kind of met with someone and they were like, cool, like, let's put her through. During this process, were you at all worried about um, either being tokenized or um, was it weird to you that they kind of, um, you kind of moved so quickly through the process? Like they weren't really doing like an intensive vetting. It was almost like, oh, she's cool. She's a, you know, pretty smart black girl. Let's, let's get her in. <laughs> Did you have any thoughts about that? I mean, of course, because coming from, you know, my work office, again, it's a huge office. It's about 200 people in my office itself. Plenty of blondes, tall, beautiful blondes and brunettes. So out of all the people you asked me, I mean, clearly, I knew that at some point someone probably said, hey, do you know any cute black girl? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just had to be real with myself there. You know what I mean? And so I'm sure that's what happened. But hey, just like you said, when an opportunity presents itself, it presents itself. So mm-hmm. I took it for what it was, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Your experience... As you said, someone reached out to you kind of maybe under the table. They were looking for pretty black girls. You know, we've heard f- through other interviews on other podcasts um, with similar people of color um, that they kind of had a similar process. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if someone last minute was like, oh, we need a couple new, new you know, a couple more. This race. Right. Do you know need- anyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's just interesting that, um, I mean, still, it's a great opportunity, but it's interesting how they kind of treat the vetting process for Mm -hmm. people of color. It's not as intentional, it feels like, as maybe when they're picking some other people. I'm not sure. What's your opinion on, um, after now going through this audition casting process, 
on why more people of color aren't on the show? Honestly, I mean, I think that answer is just pretty straightforward in the viewership. You know, most people who view the show, unfortunately, aren't, you know, African-American. When I was casted and I announced that I was going to be on the show, when everyone was congratulating me on my social media, they would say, you know, I'm so excited to watch, but every single person, you know, felt the need to say, I've never seen this show before. You know, everyone mm-hmm. in my network, there was maybe, you know, I mean, okay, let me not say everyone, because there are obviously some people and friends that I have who watch the show. Mm-hmm. But nine times out of ten, that first few weeks, everyone would say, you know, I've never seen it, but I'm going to watch it now because you're on it. So, I mean, I, unfortunately, you know, they have to please their viewers. They have to make their viewers happy. And if, you know, African-Americans aren't the ones viewing it, that's not necessarily what they're going to cast. Of course, they have their quotas and things like that that they're going to have to fill, you know, so... in terms of their definitely the bachelor viewership is mostly you know white america that is Mm -hmm. watching the show um it's that's why you guys finish this podcast right (laughs) yeah yeah exactly because we knew (laughs) that there's more people out there that are watching the show and not really seeing themselves reflected in the show and i get it that the producers you know they're creating a show trying to target or cater to their white audience but who's to say that a white audience doesn't want to see a more diverse um, cast of women um, or a more diverse, you know, bachelor and bachelorette? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting that it, that we're still at this point, right. <laughs> basically. Twenty-three seasons later. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, completely. I mean, completely. I did my own research, of course, after getting into the house and things like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that even, you know, I think there were maybe nine black girls total, which is a good amount, you know, from Mm -hmm. any other season, you know, that they've shown, but, you know, that was awesome. You know, I still felt a little different, you know, from all the girls in the session. Like I said, I did a little bit of my own research, and I was the only black girl who never dated a white guy, you know, so it was that, you know what I mean? But, again, like I said, I think every black girl there was beautiful and had something to offer, Mm -hmm. so in comparison, you know, we we, we were meant to be there just as much as anyone else, so, Mm -hmm. yeah. You said you were the only black girl who has or hasn't dated a black a white guy. Had had never dated a black guy. Oh, <laughs> gotcha. That is interesting. It is. Yeah. yeah. And then we yeah. heard we heard um, that Ari had never dated a black woman. A black woman, yeah. So just interesting that I they're. I heard that. Cat, That's yeah. so funny because on my first. Um, little encounter with Ari. They cut it, of course. But I asked him when I sat down with him, of course. Maybe I shouldn't have because after that is the next I got sent home. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> have you ever dated a... <laughs> I said, Ari, have you ever dated a black girl? And it was so funny because his eyes got so big and I immediately thought, well, I shouldn't have asked that. But his response was, yes, her name was Portia. <laughs> he said, yes, her name was Portia? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he literally responds, Yes, her name was Portia. And it was just the most awkward three seconds of my life. Like, he just stared at me, I just stared at him, and I knew that night I was going home. Oh, <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> Wow, learning something new about yeah. Ari. Dated a black girl named Portia. Named Portia. Yeah. Mm, interesting. That's pretty sad. I'm thinking, well, now Portia's called out. Whoever Portia is. Right, we gotta right. go. Everybody in the internet will find Portia. Yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So maybe, so maybe he did actually date a black woman and not just live with one. I don't know. Yeah. Know, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So speaking of your job, when you left to go on to The Bachelor, what did you tell them? And how long were you away? Um, so I actually, I was honest. You know, I didn't want them to look up and see me on TV a couple months later. So I was <laughs> honest um, about the show. And they were pretty excited for me. I didn't expect them to go tell my whole entire office like they did. But... <laughs> Okay. Out, so I just want to know the legal Yeah. Okay, okay. Cool. cool. And then before you got into the mansion and did all that stuff, what was your mental and physical and beauty prep? Um, specifically, where were those bundles from? Oh, my God. You need to <laughs> spill it. Amazing. Girl, those look like they were grown out of your head. Um, I, where did I get my weave from? I, I can tell you who did my weave. She's, her name is Tona. She's on Instagram. I'll put the tagger or something, but she's amazing. I can't. Oh, I got my weed from Hair R Us. There's a little ad for the Hair R Us. Hair R Us. Okay. Hair, I'm literally <laughs> writing that down. <laughs> yes. Right now. <laughs> you guys, it's all about the install. Don't, don't yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> the install and the blending. Mm-hmm. The blending is very important, and yours was blended beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my god, amazing. Oh, thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I figured I needed to have it all the way tracked down for that show. I didn't know what they'd be putting me through, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of hoops they have you jumping through? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> exactly. So, going into like the first night, um, you know, you're in the limo. Who was in your limo, by the way, when you're going up for the limo entrance? Well, they put all four Laurens in the limo. So it was me, Lauren S, Lauren J, and Lauren B. Oh, oh my God. God. I forgot. They all went back to back to back. Yep. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so remind us, <laughs> remind us again, what was your limo entrance like? And what did you say to Ari? How did you plan it out? Okay. So, again, I had never watched the show. So the only part that I think was the Bachelor, and honestly, I don't think I tuned in until maybe the second or third episode, so I watched the snippets on YouTube, so mine was kind of corny, just because I didn't know what to do, and a few days before, the day before, I burned my forehead with their curling iron, so I had this big <laughs> scar oh, no. right across my forehead. Yeah, it was horrible, so I came up with the idea, me and the producer, I just came up with the idea to introduce myself and my star. So I told him that I named my star Starry in his honor because I was so nervous about meeting him that I burned my head. It was just cute and corny. <laughs> that is really cute. That is Starry. cute. Starry. Yeah, it was just cute and corny. Wow. And then he like, gave me a kiss on the cheek and I went inside. So yeah. Okay. It was, it was cut. So. That was cute. You know. <laughs> So when it comes to the limo entrances, you said you kind of planned this out with the producer. How do girls like Mikkel rolled up in a race car, Becca had a convertible? Like, how does how do you plan your entrance? How do you get those things? Well, that's so funny because I actually, I did. Now that I think about it, you guys are taking me back. I actually asked about the race car because I'm from Indianapolis, so I wanted to do something around the Indy 500. Obviously, I already raced in the Indy 500. Yeah. Yeah, and I asked about the race car, and they told me specifically word for word we cannot set a race car on that driveway get out no anything yeah yeah so yeah so there you go i'm not gonna say too much about that but that was the response i got when i asked if i could do something similar so yeah that is trifling as hell because you are from Indianapolis, mm-hmm. so it makes even more sense for you yep. and then yeah. two seconds later who comes in their eyes 
and not in, in their eyes, in their eyes, apparently, because they're already pegging who they're trying to, you know, push forward through uh-huh. the show and whatnot. That's wild. Exactly. Oh. That just. So whether or not she came up with the idea, or they, but yeah, take this idea. I don't know, but yeah, she ended up being the one out being able to do it. So you know, it, it was what it was. Yeah, I guess. Damn, I would have been salty as hell. I been, and I wonder who talked to who first. <laughs> Were they like, oh, Lauren wanted that race car? Maybe Mikel can get one. Right, I'm wondering if Lauren gave Ugh. the idea and then they were like no to her and then gave it to somebody else. Yeah. That's even more trifling. Oh, if wow. Mikel didn't come up with it on her own. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, no idea. Yeah. when you got out of the car and you saw Ari, what was your first impression of him physically? I was actually surprised because, honest, to be all the way honest, like I said, I didn't know who the bachelor was until a couple of days before. And mm-hmm. when I found out it was Ari, because the picture, I don't know if anybody remembers the first picture that they used, but that was my first time seeing him, and that picture was so horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. When I started unpacking my bag. No! standing there under the lights you're like ready to start this whole experience mm-hmm. he's in a suit he's in a suit that mm-hmm. helps um okay that's that is funny though yeah <laughs> she started unpacking that's mm-hmm. hilarious um so when you got into the house which girls did you see immediately as like okay this girl is going to be my competition for the show competition just because I did feel like I was so different mm-hmm. from all the other girls. Okay. Um, but I definitely could see right away who come in with their character in mind, if you know what I mean. Okay. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. were you said there were nine black girls on the show and definitely a lot of women of Don't color. Don't me on that. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it was, yeah. Something around something there. Around in there. terms of women of color. It was a good number. Yeah. Were you guys all friends with each other? Immediately you guys like gave the black girl nod across the room. <laughs> times that you felt like you were different mm-hmm. from other people or you felt like you were a different kind of girl what, what do you mean by that when you say that mm-hmm. you know aside from me just the obvious you know never dating a white guy I just feel like I come from a little bit of a different background from most other girls you know just maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more of an urban background you know a little bit more of an edge to me and mm-hmm. things like that so I just felt like they kind of had that target on my head I don't know if you guys remember uh, the Christmas little jingle commercial they did Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I gotta get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social Mm. media. Just the over-accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, Mm -hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming Mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help from eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family. Therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H E lp.com slash 2bg1r but there was one part where they go something something crazy and the crazy was right across my face like the word crazy on the commercial yeah they had me kind of coined to be the outspoken I don't want to use the word loud, but mm-hmm. outspoken loud black girl. You know what I mean? And so I'm always going to be myself. I'm opinionated, you know. I say, speak to what I need to speak to. But at the same time, I just, I felt like I was different. Like maybe that I was just, you know, brought up a little differently, grew up a little differently than everyone there. So, yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. I did not know that about the commercial. Mm-mm. I did not notice that. But these are all things that I just noticed as things went by. Nothing that I let bother me or, you know, they have to make their show, you know. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. They're the producers. They do what they like. And I'm looking up and cast it. So at the same time, like I said, it's still a great opportunity. But it's just little things that I noticed, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so you felt kind of as if they were already given your background, a little more urban um, background, that they were maybe trying to peg you as like, here's that the, girl, that, girl, mm-hmm. that black girl, like you f- felt that type of way about what they were maybe pegging you as? Um, to some extent. I mean, I like I said, I can only be myself and not to say, mm-hmm. you know, I fit into that persona or anything like that, but I felt like in a sense it was easy for them to make me that girl as, as opposed to everyone else. So, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, okay. but. Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah. And so, you know, walking into the house, like, did you have a strategy of how you were going to get through this, through this experience? (laughs) Um, And then in terms of, you know, what was your one-on-one time with Ari as well? Like, what was your, what was your, where was your head at during that first night? Um, so 
working out. I'm pretty sure I, I wasn't one of the last last girls to talk to her, but I definitely wasn't one of the first. Um, and this was there being so many girls, you just have no idea where his mind is. And I was honestly kind of surprised with some of the first night um, choices of the who he sent home. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it, yeah, I don't know. It was it was interesting, but I didn't have a character or anything in mind or, you know, a setup of who I wanted to be because, like I said, it was all new to me. And when I came home, I actually, I was kind of sad about the fact that I didn't, you know, come mm-hmm. up with something because, as you can see, the girls who have that character, you know, who, I'm going to be this, or I'm going to be the dramatic, or I'm gonna, they get a lot more, you know, they get a lot more show. So mm-hmm. I feel like if I had known that, you know, I probably would have done a little more, but at the same time, they know what they want, and they know what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a relationship with her, there's not really too much point to focus in on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I would have probably done a little bit differently, but I also take pride in being myself and being true to myself, so it was difficult for me to do anything unlike me. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's why during our time, I asked him if he's ever dated a black girl, because in real life, that's probably what I would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can only be the person yeah. you know who is yourself, but yeah, you can definitely see yeah. that there are girls that enter the house, like, with a strategy or, like, an agenda yeah. or a character or mm-hmm. something in mind. As you, you know, <laughs> we're getting to know Ari that first night, um, and, you know, you mentioned that first conversation, you asked him if he had ever dated a black girl, you know, you know, as after you got to know him a little bit, were there qualities that you saw in him that you were into? Was there anything surprising that you learned about him? Um, you know, what were your thoughts after you had your, you know, one-on-one time with him? Um, he was actually pretty easy to talk to. Um, he was very engaging, you know, with his hands and his body movements and things like that. So I never got to the point where I felt like I needed to lean in and kiss him. I was right at that stage where... When I left, about 13 of the 16 girls that kissed him or something like that. So what? I was getting to that point where it was kind of like, okay, like, you guys need to get sent home or I need to start making some moves, you know? So, yeah. wow. so it was just kind of weird in that sense that I didn't feel wet ready. But he, he definitely made everyone feel comfortable. And I think you guys could see that on the show. That he was able to make every girl feel like they were the only one during their time. So, yeah. 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 Interesting. Wow. So when you left 13... So maybe that just means he's a player, like, in real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that could, yeah, it could mean he's a nice guy who knows how to make people feel comfortable, or he's had a lot of practice. Right. <laughs> Which, yeah. <laughs> I think it's the latter. From the yep. tabloids, I mean. Right. From what we've read and seen. Mm-hmm. For the one group date that you were on, the Demolition Derby date, they didn't show you at all, which was so, so disappointing. Um, and did you get any one-on-one time with Ari during that date? Oh! from that first date you can already make out who was catching his eye yeah or at least where you know the people he wanted to make sure he talked to or you know make sure he conversated within the short amount of time that we had yeah mm-hmm. that was pretty clear and did you feel like one of those people oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I felt like <laughs> i felt like he had interest in me but i think yeah. he could tell you know but just from a few encounters that we had that I am a, you know, opinionated, maybe outspoken type person. And so I think Ari being who Ari is just, you know, as you can see yeah. from him picking Lauren, he mm-hmm. maybe wants someone a little more reserved, you know, someone mm-hmm. a little more, you know, in the rear. 
you know, so and that's fine, mm-hmm. that's completely fine, but I don't think he was checking for me like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So outside of the group dates, when everyone is just at the house, how do you guys spend your time? Like, how did you spend that two and a half weeks outside of the group date? Mm-hmm. And who did you, like, become oh close with? Who did you become close with in the house and things like that? Um, we ate and we drank and we literally sat there in the sun and talked. And so it was, it was I don't know, by the time I left, I, I was sad to leave, but at the same time, I was not happy to go, but I wasn't too torn about it just because I felt like a crazy person, you know, mm-hmm. just thinking about the fact that a girl is out with a guy you're supposed to be out with and you're supposed to be here becoming best friends with all these girls. Like, I don't know. I'm not a really a small type, talk type person, so I'll conversate, you know, I'll get to know you and things like that, but days after days of just your small talk conversation with girls who are all after the same guy who, you know, are maybe trying to find these commonalities, you know, to... I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not really, I'm not good at creating friendships in certain types of environments. So I cook with some girls. Um, I would say I spent a lot of time with um, Malik and I hung out a lot. I actually talked with Kenan a lot in the beginning. She slept right above me. So, um, yeah. Oh, Jenny. Jenny was hilarious. So mm-hmm. we're always laughing and hanging out. So, yeah. yeah that's good. Yeah, nice. it's definitely a weird situation concept the girl I'm sure all the girls are cool and everything like that Mm -hmm. but you're all there for a very similar purpose (laughs) and so that's just like a weird layer (laughs) so when you had no mic pack on when you were just done and you wanted to talk to somebody who did you turn to are there producers that you know are off camera that you connected with um who when you wanted to chat to someone I talked to Ryan, who's one of my favorite producers. She was pretty honest with me, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's like I said, I felt like towards the end, I could kind of feel it coming that I was going home. So it was like, you want to look into the producers, but at the same time, I felt like there were some things I may have done differently had the producers not said, oh, yeah, do that or do this. Oh, that's a good idea. You know what I mean? They do kind of, you know, help you with your ideas or kind of push you maybe to do something. But of course, everything is up to you. You know what I mean? Whatever you decide to do, say it's up to you. But they definitely kind of help guide you, you know, mm-hmm. to say the least. So um, I was pretty close with the producer, Ryan, and then just some of the girls. Not like I said, I, I can't say that I have any best friends or any long-lasting relationships from this. So I can't be honest in that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's my fault, you know what I mean? Like I said, just because I'm not a big small talk or I'm not, you know, like a person who's just having conversation around, you know, whatever. But I feel like I have some friends who, you know, will hang out. Like um, Marie came, I went to her birthday, you know, every now and then I'll get it with Jenny. I was in Chicago this weekend. Olivia, I don't know if you guys remember her, but those girls I definitely talk to. More so the ones who don't feel like they gained a lot from being on the show, I guess. Mm, okay. Gotcha. I'm so intrigued by this, like, the relationship with the producers because they're there, um, you know, to make you feel comfortable and, like, as you said, you become friends with them, but at the same time, they're also making a show. Is that something that was always in the back of your mind? Um, also, since you said you kind of went into the process um, already a little dubious about what they were pegging you as and maybe a character they're trying to, like, you know, force you into. Um, so how is that, like, in terms of building trust with the producers and dealing with them as well? Um, like I said, there, I can't, I had, like, a mini breakdown. I, was it my last night? I think it was my last night I was there. Because, like I said, like, I felt like after I asked Ari if he'd ever dated a black girl, I felt like I shouldn't have. 
And it was just so odd that I even felt that way that I cared. But I think it was because of all the um, deliberation that we had beforehand on whether or not I was going to ask him because I had a feeling that it would play out how it did, which was completely fine when I got home because it made me realize, you know, if someone can't answer that question without hesitation or feeling weird or odd, probably not the guy for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I said, at the same time in the moment, it kind of felt like, mm, I want to stay on the show. Should I say that? You know what I mean? But again, you have to be true to you and yourself. And I'm so I'm glad I made that decision ultimately. This just makes you realize how unnatural kind of the bachelor no. world is. Because in the real world, that's like a valid question to ask but yeah. I guess in this space you also are thinking you want to stay is this mm-hmm. going to be off-putting and then um it sounds like you you were did you speak about this with the producer beforehand in terms of getting advice before you asked exactly mm, so it's like a lot of exactly. opinions a lot of opinions about a question yeah people <laughs> trying to jerk you in certain ways mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. lots and lots of opinions yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so you know we had the rose ceremony. There's still a lot of girls left. There's Bibiana had her drum. Everyone's kind of fighting for time with Ari, um, which is definitely like a huge theme on the show, um, fighting for time. Can you talk to us about like what that's like and like how, how long do you actually get to spend talking with him before someone comes to interrupt you? <laughs> Well, um, so since I was only there for such a short amount of time when I left, I'm pretty sure, so he sent home eight girls the first night, so that was like 20 of us left, and then he sent home three of us, so it was maybe 16 or 17 girls left when I went home. So just in thinking that, honestly, no one sat with him for more than five to 10 minutes, and 10 minutes was a long time if you got that amount. Oh my you know? God. So just to think, that's weird, right? To date someone and be with someone for 10 minutes a day, or maybe every three days, based upon if you get a one-on-one or not. <laughs> right. Whoa. Yes. I mean, that's something we yeah. joked about a lot on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, girl, stop. You only got five minutes. But really, no, deadass, it seems minutes. like you only no, really get... Seriously, <laughs> you really only get, like, a total of, like... It's, like, total? I probably talked to Art for a total of 15 minutes. Oh, my God. Wow. And you have to, like, really yeah. fight to build a relationship with someone yeah. when it's, like, fleeting yeah. moments. Right. How did you feel when you left the house? Did you feel like it was too premature, that he didn't really get to know you? You know, what was that thought process? Uh, I mean, I knew that I wasn't going to be the one to marry Ari. Like I said, I could kind of see that pretty early on. So I wasn't, like, you know, distraught or anything about going home. Like I said, I was kind of at that point where I'm like, yeah, I'm tired of the small talk and these conversations, <laughs> you know what I mean, and eating mm-hmm. all day. So it wasn't, <laughs> you know, too bad when I got sent home. It, it wasn't too bad. That was fine. It's kind of weird when you get back into the world, though, and people, you know, don't know you were on the show and you've been off work. So I kind of hibernated for, like, a week. I went to Houston to visit my best friend. I just, I, I didn't want people to know I was back yet, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's true, because then it kind of reveals almost the ending, in a way. Right. Or at least your ending. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing, no matter whether you like the guy or not. Like, oh, hey, guys, I said I was going to The Bachelor for three months, and I'm home. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. That's weird. So, moving on, and speaking of The Bachelor Winter Games, which was right after, or actually during when we were watching it, um, how did they approach you, and when did they approach you? It was maybe a couple days, maybe a week um, after I got home. I can't remember if Lindsay or the producer called me or texted me, but she reached out and just, you know, kind of inquired about it. She asked would I be interested, and obviously at this point no one had any idea what the weird game 
was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm thinking, you know, why not? You know, maybe this would be another opportunity for me to find love. And, you know, so that's what I really, really wanted for. And, of course, a great opportunity to meet new people, travel, and things like that. But I figured with there being other contestants and, you know, obviously them asking me to do the show, mm-hmm. I'm hoping they'll provide someone that I could, you know, kind of find interested in. So I figured I, I would really find love there. So that's why I chose to take it up. Yeah, so oh, it's another, nice. like, cool opportunity. Exactly. Oh, that's nice. And they, yeah, that, that one worked out. That one, that one was worth it. Yeah. I like that one. But aside from the fact that I still got there home early, I felt like all the international cast, you know, all the different people I got to meet, mm-hmm. it, just, it, just, it was different. It was a lot different from The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And speaking of worth it, is there, like, some sort of a stipend that they give you for going on the show? Or do you just get, like, free lodging <laughs> and food? Not to go there. I got you. Okay. Yes. Nice. Ain't mad at you. Yeah. Not at all. Different from the Bachelor. Yeah. They 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 paid up a little bit for that. Okay. Okay. That's yours, girl. Yeah. Get that money. Get it how you live. (laughs) So, do you know the just the background of why they chose um, you and Bibiana specifically from Ari's season? We were two of the people to get sent home the soonest. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. girls who were still on the show couldn't be on it mm-hmm. because it started filming early, early December. So you were probably just getting off the show or maybe having to go back to work. I don't know. They probably just needed to have the cast. So they had a slim choice to choose from. But then again, they could have picked more girls from other seasons, you know what I mean, or right. from other, you know, parts of the show. So I, I don't, I really, that, I don't know. Because when they told me for it, I was thinking, I'm definitely going to get, you know, a little more airtime because they picked me, all these type of things. But at the same time, I also learned with The Bachelor, if you don't have some type of love interest, Again, it's it's really not worth showing because it's all about the love, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we had the same sentiments. We're, mm-hmm. When we saw the announcement, Bibiana and Lauren G, we're like, yes, so we get excited. to see more of Lauren G. Yep. <laughs> we get to redeem ourselves, and then yeah, we didn't get to see <laughs> too much. So going into um, Winter Games, because I know you said you hadn't really previously watched any of the Bachelor seasons, so. I don't know if you knew ahead of time who might be there. Were you able to look up any of the guys? Did you form any hopes and dreams of, you know, what Bachelor guys might be there? Or did you go in just completely open to whoever was there? Well, I mean, I, I hope that, you know, okay, let, let's be real here. So I thought that maybe my Bachelor would be there or who I thought was going to be my Bachelor. So I originally thought Peter, of course, would be the Bachelor and or Eric. Me, being a black woman, I was happy about that because they've been a racial teaser. So you know, at least know that they're open, you know, mm-hmm. to the idea. Yes. Or, you know, of dating a black woman. So I was excited to maybe see them, but I had no idea who was going to be a winter game. They kept us in our hotels, just like they do The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. Um, they took our room keys, so we couldn't leave. I, it's so funny, though, because Dean was right next door to me, and I heard his voice. So that was the only guy <laughs> that oh I knew there, obviously. I wasn't interested in Dean, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Neither are we. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, Peter and Eric, those are... Our faves. Uh, those are our favorites on this uh, this podcast. Yep. So I definitely ain't yeah. mad at you that you were hoping that one of them would be there. Mm-hmm. And one of them was. Yep. That's cool. Um, when you arrived at the Winter Games out of that hotel room and you're meeting all of these Bachelor America... Um, kind of fan favorites and these international people. What was it like that first time meeting all those people? Um, it was exciting. It was really 
think. I mean, it was just exciting to feel like, you know, you were a part of Bachelor Nation. They had a little parade for us when we got there. So it was really engaging, you know, and exciting. I mean, everyone was really nice. Um, even in the house, once we all got in, I could see that, you know, everyone was just, you know, really nice, genuine people. Obviously, some people have been in the franchise for some time, you know what I mean? So they were maybe there for other reasons or to help the ratings of the show and things like that. But everyone was pretty genuine. I mean, like I said, I've met some really sweet people, you know, from Switzerland and Germany and um, just all over the place. So it was just amazing to, you know, meet people that I'd probably never, ever meet anywhere else, you know, to mm-hmm. find love. And so... It was great. I think it was a, an amazing experience. So I enjoyed. I definitely enjoyed meeting everyone. Nice. Oh, cool. Yes. And when you met Eric for the first time, were you like, "Oh, he's everything I <laughs> thought he was"? Because that's what I would think. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I, I mean, like I said, it's a, he's a great guy. You know, nice okay. guy. Um, has a lot to offer. But when I first, when Eric and I first met, there wasn't that, you know, that I'm throwing like a spark of fire right now, you can't see it, but there wasn't like that yeah. spark, you know, yeah. that I was looking for. I felt like when I met him, it was, it was just kind of weird to me. The first thing, when we introduced ourselves, we all said hi, and the desire were together, of course, um, and the first thing he kind of said to me was, it's miracle season, are you ready for love? My bro Joe Ty is right here. Oh. And my right now, I'm just kind of like, were coupled up really quickly it seemed like at least watching the show um when uh, you were in the house and people were coupled up like who did you talk to were you making friends with the other girls or just making friends with the guys i actually got really close to claire um hmm. yeah claire and i spent a lot of time together and nastasia um the girl who hmm. dated um some other, other motives. motives you know they have a lot of instagram followers this is not a bad opportunity uh-huh. for them 
And then there's definitely others who we felt a little bit more genuine in trying to find love and, you know, in it for the experience. Yeah, outside of Eric, were there any other guys that you had your eye on in the house? I actually spent not a lot of time, I would say, but I talked to Christian a lot. He was the guy from Germany. Do you guys remember him? He yes, had a really, really big accent. Yes, <laughs> and he was in the love triangle <laughs> with was Claire. So sexy. Yes, Christian. Yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> love triangle with Claire. Been <laughs> but yeah, he, I, he and I hit it off pretty early because I feel like a lot of people, um, they were giving his, him his time, but since there was that strong accent, mm-hmm. there was a somewhat of a difficulty around communication. But mm-hmm. I feel like him and I, you know, we were, he was trying to describe humor to me and how he wanted a girl with humor. And, and so mm-hmm. we had a really good conversation and good talk. And so I felt like, you know, when I got sent home, I was kind of sad because I felt like I was kind of pinned to and Eric and or Josiah. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to kind of express interest in Christian, but by the time I even got to, you know, start opening that door, next thing you know, we were having a real ceremony and I was being sent home. So, Damn. you know, oh. Yeah. yeah. We talked a little bit after Christian and I through um, texts and things like that, but obviously he's in Germany and I'm here in America. Right. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how that works. You can find love internationally. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. yeah. Germany, yeah. Germany got that good health care. Yeah. That's hilarious. We just got to figure out a way to hang out first. That, I guess that was a difficulty. You know, yeah. some people were able to kind of kick it off during the hit it off during that time and so they know if it will work or not i'm going for buying flights to germany to see if it might work you know <laughs> <laughs> that's funny so again you're in another house of people and i'm sure at one point you kind of looked around and was like damn i'm the only black girl here is that something that's crossed your mind yeah. what, what, were you, what were you thinking um around that absolutely i mean because as the only black woman you think how many of these guys are even interested in me you know what I mean? And so, obviously, you know, you got to think about the fact that, you know, obviously some people might be trying to find love, but also people are going to, you know, do what they have to do for the show. So I wanted to be cautious of that as well. But like I said, I mean, I felt like not only did the producers have in mind who I would, you know, link up with or end up dating, but I think the people in the house also kind of had that in their mind as well. You know what I mean? So. Unfortunately, you are kind of pigeonholed when you're the only one of something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's frustrating. So you didn't even get a full shot. They just see Lauren G, Black Girl. Okay, Josiah, Eric. Yeah, we give her two. We give her two. (laughs) (laughs) But really, you were... Give her two. She should be able to pick one, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But really, you... I mean, who's to say that one of the white guys wouldn't work out for me? You know what I mean? Exactly. Blame anyone or fault anyone for that. Yeah. Okay. And if I remember correctly, I feel like Christian said in a little confessional that mm-hmm. he's dated a black woman, yep. he's dated a Chinese woman, he yep. said a whole bunch of different nationalities. So he <laughs> was he's definitely someone who's open to that at least. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And that's what I said. Like afterward we have WhatsApp, we chat every now every now and then. So he's definitely open and interested and that's why I was so sad when I left. Yeah. Because aside from Erica Josiah, I saw the picture with Christian. And so it was like, wow, I'm going home. You know what I mean? And I don't even get to pursue that because of what they've had in mind. Because the whole voting thing, I don't know if you guys saw, and a lot of America didn't pay attention, but every person, more than half of the people there wrote down Josiah's name, but somehow Josiah didn't go home, if anyone noticed that. Yes. So I, I mean, come on. If you write down the names and everyone that was there write down the votes, it doesn't add up. But hey, you know, I somehow got sent home. 
So you're saying there's potential that it was almost rigged in a way that mad people wrote down Josiah and yet he still didn't go home. Right. So they sent home who they wanted to send home. Basically. Mm. The whole thing was, we called it. The whole thing was rigged. The fact that Ashley I and Kevin won at the end, like that whole thing to us felt so rigged. You you, gotta make a TV show. Gotta make a show. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But even on the show. Yeah, yeah, we just uh, we just read that today. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> and even on the show when we were watching, they really made Josiah look terrible during that like ten minutes of the voting process. Yeah, so he, as you said, he was like one person that was like up on the chopping block immediately. But they didn't really give context as to why. Like, why was Josiah even up for the vote? Really. I- I think it was because of some of the things that he would joke around about in the house. Um, I know Claire had got really offended in regards to the jokes he was playing around with Yuki, because Yuki obviously didn't speak any English. Mm -hmm. So I think he was maybe doing a couple inappropriate jokes um, that kind of got around, and Claire was really upset, and just... We called that here on yep. the podcast. Mm-hmm. We didn't say that he said something specifically about Yuki, but just remembering Josiah from Rachel's season, yeah. he's a talker. He talks too damn much. I don't know the guy, but from oh, what yeah. I see, yeah. he talks a whole lot. So I'm like, he probably talked himself into a corner, <laughs> and suddenly he's on the chopping block. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah, maybe something like that. I just, like I said, I remember Claire being really, really upset with some of his jokes that he made. So as you can see, once he found out, he so how did your name end up on the chopping block where that right. that came out of left field nowhere yeah because apparently I, they're supposed to be voting for who's not there for the right reasons or whatever how did you end up in that because eric and i didn't have a relationship in josiah's valley Damn, that's really what it came down to. I mean, I don't know how to think of it, you yeah. know? But this is, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know how to think of it. Yeah, so, I mean, as you... Eric also went home, if you know that. Right, that's yeah. I mean, Eric is a big name in the show, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? They couldn't, they're, I don't know how they came to that decision, but I guess they figured, hey, well, they're not going to hit it off, let's get them both out of here. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Man. Yeah, yeah, we so, did think that I was off. Yeah, right. It it looked a little too convenient that mm-hmm. you and Eric were getting sent home the same time. We we said that off podcast. We're like, what? How are they going? Like, maybe they have something going, or you know, why is she getting yeah. that off so early? But as you put it that way, yeah, it's like you know, the two of them didn't seem to work out. So next, see ya. Jeez, I would have loved to watch two interracial couples at the same time. Josiah and Allie, and then you and Christian. I would have loved to watch that. I would love to see you and Christian. And I'm so happy to hear that y'all are what's happening outside the show. I'm so mad at myself. I did, and I I felt like I let them do it because I should have all went in just 
straight for Christian. You know, I shouldn't even yeah. give them the inkling that I even like black guys because I let <laughs> yeah. them, you know, pigeonhole me there. But then again, it could have come from me also thinking Eric was my bachelor. You know, those mm-hmm. are things they had me on camera saying. So they probably played that back and said, oh, you know, she likes Eric. Eric's going to be there. So it wasn't yeah. too much I could control, but I could have done something maybe a little earlier on as far as diverting my attention to Christian that maybe could have kept me there a little bit longer, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. Eric wasn't interested, period. Yeah, yeah. Damn, it just kind of shows you how much strategizing mm-hmm. and thought process goes on behind the scenes when really you just innocently are there trying to find love. Trying to find love. <laughs> like, <laughs> who's trying to think about, oh, maybe I should have said this, I maybe I should have said that. Right. Like, that's just so much in your head for it, just shows you what, where your intentions were. And mm-hmm. you were intentionally there, genuinely, it sounds like, to, to, find, love. to find love. To find love. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes you feel crazy. You know, it makes you start thinking, like, should I have done this? Or should you think no? Because you were really there just to find the right person, you know? But, again, like I said, it all comes back down to they are there to make a show. So they do what they got to do to get those views and those ratings. And that's it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So who did you vote for that night? <laughs> I was hoping you guys would have to <laughs> um, I, honestly, I, I haven't talked about it to anyone just because I was never asked, and I didn't know if they would show it or not, but they asked specifically, who do you feel like is not here to find love? And so, originally, I didn't think Dean was there to find love until I saw how him and Leslie were hitting it off, and then I thought, you know, man, well, he didn't come here to find love, but he's falling in love, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. I saw that, <laughs> excuse me, and then I had also had a conversation with Eric off camera, off mic with a couple other people, Ashley, and I think Josiah was there, and he just kind of mentioned how he just felt like it wasn't his timing, you know, and he felt like it wasn't the right time for him to be finding love, or, you know, he was just at a point in life where he wasn't, you know, really feeling it, and so I'm thinking, bro, why are you here? <laughs> why are you here? <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? And so, to be all the way honest, I'm going off Eric, because I felt like, why are you here? You know, and so I went home with him. season for him no there wasn't (laughs) but i mean that's interesting because he you this is all off camera you're hearing the candid thoughts Mm -hmm. of people's intentions and where people's head are really at Mm -hmm. and yeah he's not there really looking for love then what are you what are you doing here yeah and i mean he obviously just said this in conversation and was just speaking about some book he was reading and how the moons weren't aligned i can't remember Doing Eric speak. Yeah. Eric yep. speak. Uh-huh. Wow. Oh, Lord. Yeah. But again, he's a great guy. And to, you know, whoever ends up with him, you know, he'll be great. Because like I said, he, he, he wasn't mean or rude or off-putting or anything yeah. like that. It's just, maybe like I said, it just wasn't, like he said, it wasn't his time. So. Yeah, no, right. Right. fair enough. Fair enough. We love Eric on we this do. podcast. We do, yeah. Um, so we definitely know he's not a bad person. But yeah, I mean, I guess he was honest outside of the the cameras that yeah he's not really you know this isn't his time so we wanted to play a quick little oh yeah game a activity. rapid fire <laughs> a little rapid fire so we wanted to just name a few people from the house in winter games 
because we're not able to talk about every single one of them. Um, so we'll just say their name and just first word that comes to mind or first first thought you have about that person. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I don't know. I'm nervous. My first thoughts that come to mind are usually inappropriate. So. No such thing on this podcast. No such thing. <laughs> so first up, first up, Ben Higgins. from the viewer's yeah. perspective so yeah. it's you pretty much hear the same thing across the board next yuki she's a, she was a character <laughs> she really was <laughs> yeah I, she was a character i mean obviously like everyone was saying if i could just be yuki all the time obviously i would have no problems in life because i would always be happy and free <laughs> um but like she was great obviously we didn't have much conversation but when we tried to sit her down, because we did have a talk with her, or not me, but I was there when there was a talk with her in regard to what was being said in regard to her and just the inappropriateness with her not being able to understand, mm-hmm. um, she seemed like a really nice girl. You know, she seemed younger than a lot of us, um, but she was fun, she was peppy, and, you know, she kept a lot of the guys engaged, which I was surprised by, so mm-hmm. <laughs> she did her thing. I liked Yuki. She was sweet. Um, Dean. <sighs> <laughs> Ooh, our He's sentiments exactly. Yep. He's a whirlwind. I don't know what that means when I say whirlwind, but I feel like mm. he's a tornado. He picks up things in his path. You know what I mean? Like, wow. <laughs> because I, everyone knows Leslie from, you know, I've never seen her season or anything, but I think people were surprised to see her be swept up into this tornado. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, you know, with her knowing his background and what happened with Danielle and Christina and everything that. Maybe she'd be a little off-putting, but she she got right in. I think she had her eye on Dean, and she was ready. And he looks like, I mean, they're sending it off. I've, as much as I've seen it with Danielle and you know, VIP and things like that, mm-hmm. I've not seen that chemistry that he has with Leslie. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love it. I, I was surprised. Like I said, I was going to almost vote for Dean when I first began to vote, but I, I saw that there was something different with Leslie. I felt like it literally made him want to say, you know what? This is it. This is the person who's going to make me act like I have some sense. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love how you describe him as a tornado. Yeah, that's I think a that's. Good one. Yeah, because we're very critical of Dean uh-huh. on this podcast. And yeah, he's the young, way. Yeah. He's young. Yeah. He kind of just floats around and just sweeps up whoever into his storm. <laughs> and found love four times. <laughs> four different times he's found love. Like, yeah. it's it's wild. Oh, God. Um, well, the Oh, Rachel. Rachel. (laughs) She started it off. Wow. What about uh, Benoit? Oh, my God. I love Benoit. He was was really, really, really a sweetheart. Now, he was one person I looked at and I thought, "Hmm, can I date him? I don't know. But we can definitely be friends. You know what I mean? Because he was such a sweetheart. I mean, I liked how he presented himself. He was cooking every night, Mm -hmm. you know, and just being engaged with everyone trying to talk to everyone and make sure to have a conversation with everyone. You could just tell that he was raised well and that he had a good background. When, I, when I'm meeting a guy or deciding who I'm going to talk to, I think about the relationships that they have with their family. You know, how often does that guy call his mom? How often is he checking in on his sister? And then why seems to be the epitome of that. So 
Great guy. Nice. Um, you talked about Christian a little bit. Mm-hmm. It sounds like there's still some communication going on. <laughs> <laughs> with Christian? Yeah, maybe every now and then. Every now and then. Cool. Um, what about Luke? Controversial mm. figure, but what was your impression mm. of him? He was a little standoffish, um, as I would say, during the whole thing. So I think he's just reserved. You know what I mean? Luke, I can see even with Stassi, like, I just felt like he's not going to, Luke is the type of person who's not going to open up until he found, finds that one and assures that, sure she's at one. You know, he was in the Army. You know, he has a unique background. So I just feel like he's a little different from most guys. He's, he's just not going to open up to anyone, so. Mm-hmm. But he's a nice guy, I think. I don't know. The way he did Stassi, Mm-hmm. Dirty. Horrible. <laughs> um, how about Ashley I? <laughs> she is so dramatic. Oh my gosh. Oh, she, she's cool. She's a cool girl. But I, I don't I don't know if you guys saw, but there was one mini empty park where they showed me asking her, Are you laughing or are you fine? Yes. Because that girl is crazy. Like she would laugh and cry and I thought it was something wrong with me because she just started to talk about how much she loves interviewing and, you know, and I'm thinking, why would you like that? And I get it because she just likes to get her emotions out there. She wants everyone to know how she feels, you know, whether that's crying or laughing or in between. She's just, she's a cool girl. She's just dramatic, you know? So, hey, let's her to where she is, right? She did something, right? That's true. Yeah. She's cried enough tears. It got her some some guest spots and some hosting gigs. Yeah. Yep. I saw her the other day on TV. Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that's just how some people are. Some people just don't bother their emotions. They literally let every ounce of them out. You know, she's just one of those type of people. Yeah. Yeah. The definition of, like, wearing your emotions on your sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. So, speaking of your screen time, you didn't have an opening intro. You didn't get that much screen time during the actual show. Um, And we're wondering, since we see those behind-the-scenes sort of intros for certain people, did they go to your house and film that with you? Or did you not get that call at all? So, it was funny because they actually said that they were going to. Um, And so, me, obviously, not watching the show or having any idea of how the show works, I panicked. So, I... When they didn't come and it was, you know, time was coming up, I'm thinking, I said, so does this mean I'm going, like, what does this mean? Because you guys haven't been to my house to shoot an intro. And, and so I kind of panicked, but they informed me that not everyone gets an intro and it means nothing. And they kind of told me, you know, um, from Rachel Season, if you know that so-and-so got an intro and he didn't go home or, you know, blah, blah, blah. And Eric never got an intro and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, it's just basically... I guess who they have time for, who they think is going to do well. I mean, but then again, mm-hmm. you saw some people who didn't even make it far who had intro. So mm-hmm. I don't think there's too much thought or, you know, anything around that. Mm-hmm. Mm. Damn, I wish they would have given you one. Yeah. Seeing as you would freshly come off of Ari season mm-hmm. and didn't have enough didn't have enough screen time there, that they would have given America a chance to get to know you a little bit. Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, you would think that, but... When they edited it, they already knew that I went home night, well, ceremony one. So I was already cut, watched in oh. time on an intro for somebody who they're not even going to show. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. I guess so, but they were really publicizing so. you and Bibiana. Yeah. Trust me, guys, I was completely surprised. Like, yeah. watching, you know, you sit down, you tell people to watch this, you tell your friends to tune in. So, you know, trust me, I'm sitting there thinking, wow, like, I just told everyone to watch this, and I'm not even on it. Mm. You know what I mean? So at some point, it was kind of disheartening, but at the same time, I have to remember that 
you know, like I said, I went to school for journalism. I studied women in the media. So black mm-hmm. women in the media specifically, these are all things mm-hmm. that I can foreshadow. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I did what I could, you know, to make a presence leave a mark. But at the same time, I can only control so much, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm. So as a student of television, mm-hmm. what are your overall ex- thoughts on your experience on The Bachelor franchise? I would say um, that if given the opportunity, you know, take the shot. I think that it was a great opportunity to meet awesome people. You know, these producers are people that I'll probably always, you know, be able to connect with. Um, who's to say they won't call me for paradise? You know what I mean? So I just think it's awesome. I definitely think that love can be found. You know what I mean? Obviously, Claire and Benoit, you know, they're obviously people who are together. It's, 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 it works. It does work. And so a part of me says that, you know, maybe I can go on this show and find love, you know? So I would say that if you're truly looking for love and you're given this opportunity to go on national TV and do so, and you're open to it, I mean, Go for it. I mean, it was great. I There's nothing I regret about it. There's nothing. Yeah, obviously, I didn't blow up like everyone else, so I don't have people ripping me apart in my comments or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe if that were the case, I feel a little differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but from what I've seen, it's been nothing but positive for me. So I'm mm-hmm. excited to have done it, for sure. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, that's, that's cool. good to hear because you had two kind of chances, two very different experiences. It sounds like you really enjoyed your time in at Winter Games and met some really cool people. You have friends all over the world now. Um, so despite how it played out in terms of screen time and things like that, you still, you know, had a positive experience, and that's all you can really ask for. That's all I can ask for. So, hey. It worked out. Yeah. So. After all of this is done, after Ari's season is done, we now have Becca K as the Bachelorette. And Natasha and I have very conflicting feelings about this because Becca K is great and all, but she just got out of this devastating breakup. Um, and it's just this repeat of this white narrative that we're really sick of seeing. Even though Becca has a really great story, um, and I'm sure she'll be fine. I would, we would really love to see some, some diversity of some sort. What are your thoughts and who are you rooting for, for The Bachelorette? So you guys are saying for another lead? Yeah, we're, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, any, <laughs> of, any color. Any yeah, color. any color. <laughs> it's just like the that yesterday or whenever you guys recorded, I, as much as I thought they made you him, felt the same way unfortunately are they really going to choose two black leads back to back which is why I don't believe Eric got the bachelor because I mean just being all the way honest okay I don't know you know I don't know if Eric's interested in black women or you know if he's pretty open but with Eric being the bachelor they could have potentially had black love or call ABC are they ready for that Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's yeah. just a straight up question. Like, are they ready? If Eric had been chosen, he picked a black woman. Are they ready for that? I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. so as much as I would love to see it, I would. I mean, I think America. You know, they don't even know how America could take it. America could be open to it. You know, exactly. they could even try. But I think that's their thinking. I, I really do. So. Yeah. Wow. I get it. Because even. I have two thoughts on this. Okay. <laughs> so with Rachel, when she was Bachelorette. Um, on her season with Nick, she stated that she's never brought home, aside from Nick, she had never brought home a white guy. She had dated mostly black men. Then, when she's casted as the Bachelorette, her group of 30 guys 
20 odd of them were white men. Yeah. So to your point about, you know, is is ABC ready for the black on black love? Clearly not, because they really, from the the group of men that they cast for Rachel, there's there still weren't that many black guys in the group. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. just as you said that, that made me think of that. Um, and then also, yeah, I agree that maybe maybe we're underestimating the American people. Yeah, like people, it's a different kind of time. People, you you watch commercials now, and there's way more intera- interracial, Love. Um, uh-huh. you know, representation uh-huh. in commercials. Black Panther just made a billion dollars. <laughs> like that's not just black people going to see that. Like yeah. people want to see. I think. Um, a little bit more of a reflection of what's walking around every day on the street, which is more than just white people. Mm-hmm. So, completely, yeah, completely. I mean, I, I I agree wholeheartedly agree. But whether or not you know they're going to do that, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to get uh, to get your perspective and your opinion as mm-hmm. someone who's like in this world. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that. I don't know what um, Instagram page or handle it is that focuses on the statistics, but they also said that Rachel Season lost viewing um, or ratings. So, you know, being in a TV show, they're not going to continuously do something that's going to drop their ratings. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, as much as we, we just spoke about America progressing and being at that point where they'd probably be happy and exciting or, you know, the wanting to do something like that, there is that part of America who would say, I'm not watching this or I'm not going to watch this because it's a black person. You know, whether they say that openly and voice it openly or not, unfortunately, there still are those people and they still have to protect their brand, I suppose. So, yeah. yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. I, yeah, yeah, looking at the ratings, Rachel's season, I think in terms and compared to JoJo, which is The mm-hmm. Bachelor before, um, didn't perform as well. But also the ratings overall for the Bachelor franchise has been falling. Yeah, true. <laughs> Just overall. Yeah. So it's not as if her yeah. ratings completely plummeted, mm-hmm. which is almost what they're kind of trying to make it like paint it out to be. Her ratings dipped down a little bit, but I'm sure Ari's probably dipped down Definitely. a little bit until that crazy finale. <laughs> but um, right, and they're just not talking and telling us about it. Right, right, right. Yeah. But they make a black lead, and suddenly, oh look, let's talk about the ratings. Right. All of a sudden, like it's the biggest thing in the world. So instead of the impact, yeah. Rachel made a huge impact on that show. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, well, they got what they wanted. Even though I think Brian and Rachel are great. I mean, they left up because she chose you know, what they wanted, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. Well, this has been a really insightful conversation. So eye-opening. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you for coming on the podcast. We appreciate you for being candid and really giving us our experience. As I said, Justine and I were so excited to talk to mm-hmm. you in particular because we know that there was something else behind it. Yeah. Like we were intrigued just to see more about you and to hear about an experience from someone who got a little taste of the world mm-hmm. but wasn't fully in. Well, so. Yeah, and a little more of an urbanistic opinion. Yeah, yeah. no, <laughs> so. we appreciate it. We, yeah, we, we love it. Yeah, we love that. We catered to that, so. Yep. <laughs> We, we definitely dig it. Thank you, ladies, for having me. Of course. And are you up to anything exciting that you want listeners to, um, you know, follow you along? If you want to share your social media with people, that would also be great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you guys can follow me at my first name, Lauren. That's L-A-U-R-E-N. And then my middle name, Rayvon. R-A-E-B-O-N. And that's called all my social media networks. And 
I'm also working on a podcast. So you guys can look for that soon. Um, that probably won't air until about April, um, but it's going to be called Sweet Talk. And so you can catch me just being very, very open and candid and myself and talking, <laughs> you know, talking about sex and dating and relationships because I'm in L.A., you know, and it's yeah. so hard yeah. to date out here in L.A. So I think it should be discussed. Wow. Oh, yeah, well, that's absolutely. exciting. Very. Congratulations on the podcast. We're definitely looking forward to listening to it. Mm-hmm. And everybody, you just heard Thank that. <laughs> Go follow her on social media and stay tuned. Um, but thanks again to you, Lauren. We want to remind everybody listening to please rate, review, and subscribe yes, to us. Once again. Please do. Um, and next week, we are having our interview with Diggy from Rachel's season. Yeah. Another one who kind of dipped his toe in the pond <laughs> and then came back out and then dipped back in. Um, so we're excited to talk to him. So, yeah, thanks, guys, for listening. Thank you again, Lauren. Um, and thanks, guys. It was great. Yeah, yeah, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.